the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this recording, Dave leads a study on faith. The main reading is Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. It's a fantastic chapter and just showing what faith is and what faith isn't. Of course, we read that faith then we see quenched the fury, uh, administered justice, conquered victory. And then we think, oh, bless the Lord. That's, that's faith, isn't it? Then they says there, they were flogged, they were beaten, they were stoned, they were sown in two. Same faith, the same commendation. Bless the Lord. So <laughs> when we talk about faith, we just make sure we, we know what we're talking about. Uh, it's faith in God, irrespective of circumstances, isn't it? Um, someone said faith uh, is, is holding on to things your reason has once accepted in spite of changing moods. Faith hears the inaudible, sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Someone said faith is a living and shakable confidence, a belief in the grace of God, so assured that a man would die a thousand deaths for its sake. That's faith. And of course, everything in the Bible is a book of faith, isn't it? We don't earn it. We don't, uh, we don't, it's nothing to do with us. It's by faith we receive it. Everything by faith, forgiveness, just to forgive, justified by faith, peace with God, eternal life, how? Faith in him, believing in him, children of God, how? By trusting him, believing him. I've been going on and on in faith. And the last week we talked about unbelief, didn't we? Jesus could not do many miracles in, the, in his own town because of their unbelief. Not little faith, unbelief. A, pistius, unbelief. And we just, we dropped in that, that little statement about you have little faith. We're going to just look at that today and uh, because um, we can say that sometimes, can we? And uh, it's interesting how we can have faith in one area, but no faith in that another area. And that's not unusual. We'll look at that in a moment. But uh, Jesus challenged them. You of, the word is puny. <laughs> you of puny faith. And we'll see why, and again, we want to know the antidote, don't we? Because uh, the Lord could say that about us, and we need to find out why, and how do we resolve it. Let's look at our first verse. Uh, Matthew 6, 25. Therefore 30. I say to you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, and they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them, he, and uh, you are much better than they. Which of you, by taking one thought, can add one cubit to his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, so shall he not much clothe you, O ye of little faith. Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Again, he's appealing to the... Look around, he said... Sparrows, lilies, year today, gone tomorrow, and he said you're far much more important than those. Although 
if, if you listen to some, uh, you know, uh, animals and things are more important than men and, and women, aren't they? they? In fact, some have got more rights, certainly, than the unborn child. If you, if you, if you give a dog arm rein, you could go to jail. I don't, don't suggest that, but that's what that, the law is, isn't it? Um, but what he's saying, he said, you have little faith. Why are they little faith? Because they were worrying. Why were they worrying? Because they didn't know the father. And the father said, look, I know your needs. Don't ask what you wear, what you eat, what you drink. He said, I know. And again, that does come back. Uh, and we've talked about it before. And again, we've, uh, again we're not, not, not sure everybody's father. But again, that is learning fathers again. If we've had a good father, it's not a problem. We understand that the, the step to the Lord being our father is that, you know, he supplied the need. He, he watched over us. He protected us. He gave. So uh, little faith, little faith when we worry. Um, and the antidote of that is know the father. Mm-hmm. Know the father. If you know the father, we don't worry because he has it underhand. And his provision, he's a God who provides. I will su- supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. Dave, what about this? What about that? Well, again, are, are they needs? Uh, and I, I, I love when we have, you know, like people like Gwen and others from different countries because then we, we, we realise our needs are actually not our needs. They just are, are greeds sometimes. And uh, when you see what they live on and live me, you know, meagerly, we can just say, okay, Lord, sorry. I've been asking for that. I've been mourning about that I haven't got, yet I don't really actually need it. But he will provide. He is. He understands. And so that's the first one. Uh, provision, God's provision. God is a provider, um, and uh, when we understand that, our faith rises. Faith rises. Matthew eight, Matthew eight, twenty three, twenty seven. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came upon the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, "Lord, save us! We're going to drown." He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Challenge them. Oh, you of little little faith, that the God wouldn't protect them. Um, amazing, really. Um, and again, the... the, the you see, the underlying thing is fear, isn't it? When there's little faith, fear rises. And, um, and, that, and of course, lack of understanding. Lack of understanding and lack of knowing him. And the less we know him, the less we, we will trust him. And the more fear will rise. And, of course, that limits us and limits him. And worry comes and, fe- and uh, fear and then confusion, of course. And uh, we see why they, they were fearful. Who is this? Who is this? that stands and charges the winds and the waves. Now remember, they'd been with him, and yet they still didn't know. Who is this? And again, that comes down again to knowing him, knowing him that he, he will be with us, even through the storm. We have to go through some storms, of course we will. Um, uh, those, those three young men didn't want to go into the fire, but they said, their faith said, look, even if we go, the Lord will be with us. He can protect us. He can, take, he can save us. But if he doesn't, we're going to go anyway because we're going to stand for the Lord. And thankfully, the Lord went with them through the fire. And of course, their bondage was not was not released until they went through the fire. That was interesting, isn't it? They were bound, bound hand and foot. And it was the fire that burnt that, but not them. And of course, we know the, the great promise of the Lord. Uh, he will never leave us. 
you now forsake us. Um, so that's again, little faith, little knowledge of the Lord. Who is he? He is our protector. He's our shield. Be not afraid, Abraham. I'm your shield, your very great reward. Hallelujah. I will protect you. I will uphold you. Do not be dismayed. I will hold you by my righteous right hand. Bless the Lord. Uh, so his protection. His protection. And uh, how about this one? Uh, we read this one last week. Matthew 14, 26, 31. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. <laughs> come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. Cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? You of little faith, <coughs> why did you doubt? Again, we, we've looked at this before. Peter, seeing the wind and the waves. <clears throat> Not just glancing. Again, there's a big difference because the word, again, the context is he, was, he took his eyes off the Lord and he continually looked around him. Um, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I just had a thought. Perhaps he was walking on the water. He thought, cool. See how the devil, he loves to fill us with pride, doesn't he? He say, look at them boys. Oh, boys, I'm out on the water. <laughs> and you are not. Uh, and uh, again, it was only because he was eyes on Jesus, he was walking on the water and uh, he was doing something by faith, by faith. But as soon as he took his eyes off the Lord, uh, his, his eyes, uh, his heart filled with fear, filled with doubt. And then he said, oh Lord, the power of the Lord is gone. He's, he's, he's sinking, he's sinking. And of course, again, the bottom line is our eyes, our focus, our vision so easily on our needs, our circumstances, our situation, on the temporal. All those may be very real and very important, but that's not where our aim is. Our focus is always on the Lord. Because even in those circumstances, we can walk on them. Walk on the water. Even, what did someone say? Faith expects from God what is beyond all expectation. Well, that is faith, isn't it? <clears throat> if it's something we can, we can achieve in ourselves, it's not faith. We're not trusting God. We're not depending on Him. And uh, that is all about our eyes. I've just thrown a psalm in here. It was a great psalm. Good one to remember. Psalm 121. I think we read it today in the, in the um, funeral. It's a good psalm. 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Peter, when you listen to this psalm you sang in, 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 in synagogue, I lift up my eyes to the Keep your eyes up. Keep your eyes on him. And of course, the, the Hebrew writer knew the psalms. And what did he say in Hebrews chapter 12? Seeing we surround by such a great cloud of witness, witnesses, looking unto Jesus. Get your focus on him. Uh, and then he said, then consider him. Don't just look, 
get your mind working, get your appetite. When we talked about laziness last week, we can get into that laziness. No, no. Stir your mind, stir your heart, stir your spirit. Speak the power of our words, isn't it? We'll look at that in a moment. Power of our words. Speak the word of the Lord, isn't it? God's word, God's promises. That's what we're trusting in. And he can't fail. Can't fail. Um, so our, our focus, and that's where we are, uh, uh, the power of God, when we forget the power of God, don't we? Dear me. Oh, Lord, help us never to forget how awesome our God is. Uh, when we are praying, uh, and the Lord, that's the Lord to deal with the answers. We are praying in faith, Lord, this is what uh, I'm looking to see. Uh, break in, break through. And of course, then we have um, Matthew 16. And Jesus said unto them, Take heed, and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, and of the Sadducees. <coughs> and they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves and the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? Neither the seven loaves and the four back four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Little faith leads to lack of understanding. And of course then he links that in also with hardness of heart. Um, it's amazing how we can harden our hearts um, uh, to what we've seen, to what the Lord did. And he had to remind them, didn't he? What are you talking about? What happened to the 5,000? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 12, 12 baskets. The 4,000. He said, I'm not talking... Get your eyes off that which is, is, is common, which you, there's nothing to do with that. And, and lack of little faith can lead to lack of understanding, which is also linked to hardness of heart. Hardness of heart comes from what? Not listening. Today, if you hear your voice, do not harden your heart. Since deceitfulness hardens us, pride hardens us, of course. But the, the lack of understanding came from not seeing, clearly seeing God's uh, power and revelation and insight and uh, yet uh, just again remind them remind them who he was ah, again we get caught up in in the in the in the temporal and when god is trying to teach us that which is vital isn't it and they would they were looking at the temporal oh we forgot bread no it's nothing to do with it don't worry about the the the, the temporal things and that's what we do don't we get caught up what about this love what about that oh no, don't worry about that it's amazing why we how we get caught up in things and Thankfully, the older we get, we think, well, that isn't, that's not important at all. It's irrelevant. <laughs> the, the natural things in life, what's important is eternity. And uh, uh, when we put people down in the ground, as we did today, we think, Lord, again, come on, stir me up, stir me up to realise one life, one, you know, give it all to the Lord, run hard after him, and nothing else really counts, really counts. So our, our, our sight is on him. Uh, view is on him and again we come to the disciples and um, I, I love this and again I did have a little chuckle at this um, because this is probably one of the only places um, <laughs> they ask him to increase their faith increase our faith Lord Luke 17 1 to 10 Jesus said to his disciples 
things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. But woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a milestone tied around their neck and to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourself. Mm. If, your bro- if your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times comes back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Wouldn't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink after that you may eat and drink? Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. Pretty strong words from the Lord, isn't it? Um, But of course, then he he, he starts out with about sins and sin and and traps and tripping people up and uh, very strong words there. If anyone calls these little ones to sin, like a millstone on the neck, and that's a... That's okay. But then he goes on to say about sin, your brother sinning, forgive it, uh, rebuke him. Then if you, and then he says seven times a day, and uh, then he said, Lord, increase our faith, um, because you know what we talked about fear uh, is one of those things that diminishes our faith and, and stops our prayers. And of course, we'll come to those verses in a minute about uh, speaking this mountain, be removed. But if we can't forgive, and forgiveness will always hinder our faith. Why? Because it's not obedient to what God says. See, faith and obedience are very, very close words together. In fact, obedience is the other, the flip side of, of faith. In Romans and in Hebrews, says the obedience of faith. Mm-hmm. See, faith is only faith by an obedience to it, and it, it stirs us to, to obedience. And uh, he says, now increase our faith. He says. Bless the Lord. And of course, what does he say? Well, small as a mustard seed, but plant it. See its small potential. When you plant it, it can grow. And then he goes on and says, well, not just plant it. Work it out. Activate it by what? Serving me. Doing that which you know you should be doing. What do you say? Do your duty. Serve me. Wait. And of course, he puts it in the context of, of someone... Uh, a, a servant coming in and the master doesn't say oh you take it easy eh? keep your feet up no 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 no. do what you, you do what you should be doing serve me and uh, um, that's that's what God says the obedience of faith that activates faith and builds it up and increases faith why because we are we are obeying God's word even when we don't feel like it again remember our, our world is into I, I want I feel I think and that is that is anti- Christianity. It's got nothing to do with discipleship because the Bible says very clearly, deny yourself. Mm-hmm. How, how often, Dave? Daily. 
pick up your cross. Dave, oh, I don't like that. That hurts. It's painful. Yeah, of course it is. Absolutely. But that's the gospel. That's the gospel. Why? Because it's the, it's the best way to do it. That's the way we know him more and we show him better. So uh, increase our faith, Lord. <laughs> yeah, especially when it comes to forgiveness. Being God's word. Help us, Lord. Activate it by planting it in the word and doing what it says. Um, Matthew 21, 18, 22. So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the many changers and the seats of those who sold us. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things, that he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, I have you. Yet have you never read out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants you have perfect praise. Then he left them and went of the city to Bethany and he lodged there. Now in the morning as he returned to the city he was hungry and seeing a big tree by the road he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and he said to it let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately the big tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they were marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither away so soon? Then so Jesus answered and said to them, Surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and to cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believe you will receive. Yeah, so doubting, 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 speaking without doubting. Mm. that which uh, makes us waver and sometimes we've got to press through that haven't we um, the Bible says uh, I think it was Matthew 28 some they, they worshipped they saw him they worshipped but they some even doubted when they were worshipping but you've got, to, you've got to persevere you've got to press through because when you do that doubt that doubt and of course then something you've got to dig haven't you you've got to dig down into God's word he said the antidote to doubting is digging get into it 
Otherwise, you, your doubt becomes disbelief. You go down that route. You remember God, God's word. You remember what he's done. You remember the answers to prayer. Yeah, and we'll see in a minute how we need to listen to what when we, uh, others and say, well, God, like I, like what he did for, for, for Bob and, and, and Bert and, and all. That stirs our hearts. But our words, our words. Yeah, the power of life and death is in the power of the, t- uh, in the, power of the tongue, isn't it? Um, no, no, not talking about name it and claim it, but the power of words, power of praise activates faith uh, because we are trusting God, we are speaking God's word over the situation. Matthew 17, 18, 21. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, Because you, because of your unbelief, for, sure, for assuredly I say to you, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Again, he throws in time with the Lord. It is relationship, isn't it? The more we know somebody, the more we know we can, if we can trust them or not. And we know we can trust them in a certain area, can't we? Um, our husbands and wives, we know them pretty well. Our kids, we know them pretty well. So if we ask them to do certain things, we, we'll know they'll get done. We can ask them to do certain other things and we'll know they'll never get done, won't they? Because <laughs> uh, we know them, we know them. And the more we know the Lord, the more we can trust him and we'll see answers to prayer what did he say and again our words our words because uh, and that's why he said that the words of my mouth and the meditation mouth be acceptable lord help me put your word uh, what did uh, touch my lips lord purify my lips lord put your words in my mouth all oh, touch me lord so my words will be your words and uh, by faith we speak into the situation and if we do not doubt it's very clear that the mountain be removed bless the lord um as we said before, last week, week before, I wonder how many things have been left undone and miracles we haven't seen because we've, we've, we haven't pressed in or we haven't, by faith, really trusted the Lord. Oh, eternity will tell us, I'm sure. And uh, we'll say, Lord, I didn't really trust you in that like I should have. Trust without reservation. Oh, Lord, help us, we pray. Um, how about this? Uh, the Lord, um, very clearly... Uh, you know, when, when we talk about the Lord chastising us, one thing he does chastise us for is for our lack of faith. Um, uh, and our littleness of faith, uh, as we just read in those, you little, why are you little faith? You've seen me, you know me, you've been with me, you've seen the miracles, why are you still doubting? Um, here we are, we are with John 20, John 20, 24, 29. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, behold my hands, reach hither thy hand, and thrust into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas, 
answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. Oh Lord. Remember Thomas, um, we give him a, we call him Doubting Thomas, but we see right we see some great things from him. If we didn't, Thomas wasn't there, we'd, we'd miss out some, on some amazing verses, amazing uh, insight of the Lord. Um, remember, he was, he was one of the committed ones, wasn't he? What did he say in John 11? Um, as they were going, let us go with him so we may die with him. So we didn't doubt his, his determination, his commitment. Remember when Jesus said, do not let your heart be troubled, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how do we know the way? That was Thomas. He was a man who wanted to know. He was a, he was a digger. And uh, if, if he hadn't asked that question, our verse, I am the way, the truth and the life, would never have come out. So we, Thomas, we give him a bit of a bad rap, but why was he in such doubt? And he didn't believe his, his friends. And uh, he, I, I, I do, I'm, I kind of line with him because I'm a bit, I'm a skeptic myself. Uh, when someone says something, my first thought, which is bad thought, uh, they probably weren't that bad anyway, you know, um, which is wrong really, um, because uh, because we should, especially that's why fellowship is, is so important because we know each other and we, we trust each other. Uh, we did say earlier, we were talking about, talking to a chap today uh, in Brazil, um, his father-in-law is in Brazil and, and now sadly corruption comes into church where people are pretending to have a miracle, so the pastor says, right, let's have a couple of more bob off here, you know. <sighs> yes, well, we, we, we know that to, to be the case in, in sometimes in, in other countries. Who knows, could happen to you as well. We don't point the finger because we know the Bible says in the last last days there will be sneaky people trying to line their pockets, isn't it? Um, but what was his problem? The Bible is very clear. On the first day of the week, Thomas was not there he was not in the place he should have been and because he wasn't in the place he should have been he didn't see Jesus he didn't meet him he meet him and he wasn't in fellowship that's why fellowship is so vital isn't it and then when they said to him he said this unbelief stubbornness hard-hearted don't talk rubbish he said I don't believe you I've seen him die he said, and if, if, if I had to see him I don't want to just see him I want to put my finger in it and my hand in his side and uh, I love Jesus because the first thing he does, he turns to Thomas, right? Oi, get your, get your finger in here. Get your hand in here. Very clearly, a very clear rebuke. Stop doubting and believe. Be not unbelieving, but be believing. There was rebuke, bless the Lord. But then there was a, a realization and a reverence from Thomas. And then, of course, a great revelation of who he was. Hallelujah. My Lord and my God, which is a great verse for JWs when they come to the house. Because um, there's, there, did he ever claim to be God? Yes, he did. Because Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And uh, Jesus didn't say, no, 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 no. Yeah, I am. Um, so there's, there's that. Why? Because he didn't believe. And that's why it's great to, to come alongside each other. Because you may have a, have a, have a problem in, in faith in one area and, and someone can say, well, no, I, I trusted God in that area. For example, tithes, tithing. Uh, some people don't know about tithing. Um, some people do know, but they haven't enacted it. And of course, I remember what's his name said, if you don't tithe, it's either because you don't know about it, ignorance, fair enough, uh, or lack of faith, or disobedience, he said. Either way, uh, but can I say, some of us have, have done it for a long, long time, even when... 
Uh, we haven't had anything in the bank. We've kept, kept tithing. Why? Because the Lord says to do it. And uh, we can guarantee, uh, even though with times are very difficult, we did it. And the Lord is always on, on as his word, on as his word. So you can put your, put your house on it, if you like. Faith in that area. Now, isn't it amazing how we can have faith in one area, but not in other areas? You say, well, what do you mean, Dave? Now, the, the disciples uh, in Acts Miracle, miracle upon miracle. Acts 5 said, we read it the other day, even the shadow of Peter. They wanted to get him in the shadow of Peter to be healed. Yet, in Acts chapter 12, Peter was in prison. And they were praying for him. Oh, get Peter out, get Peter out, break it. Peter's out, knocking on the door. Rhoda's gone to the door. She gets open, he gets back. Peter's at the door, don't be so soft. You're out of your mind. He said, what they said, you're out of your mind. Well, you've just been praying for him to be released. So, you know, when, we, when we, we, we beat ourselves down sometimes, remember, this is the first century church, miracle after miracle after miracle, yet yeah, they couldn't believe that God could release Peter from the prison. <laughs> uh, so it's faith in different areas, but allowing God to build our faith in every area, isn't it? And that's why uh, it's good to be together, to encourage you. What about this? Uh, this is the power of, uh, of fellowship and building each other up, or not, and sadly, not even listening sometimes. And Mark, uh, Mark 16. 11 to 15. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterwards, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, Jesus appeared in the 11 as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Yeah. So the women came back and the Bible is very clear, they refused to believe. You see, that's a setting of our hearts again. Uh, witness, they knew the ladies. They knew they weren't, you know, what's the word? Silly ladies. They they were they were they they they, li they lived with there, and 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 God was good. He sent those two men back, didn't he, on the road to Emmaus, and they came and said, "We've seen Jesus." And the Bible says they still refused to believe. They set their hearts to not believe that that God could do that. And uh, sometimes we we got to be careful. Then I was listening to um, something in America in a university, and the Lord. They said the Lord is moving in, and, and students are gathering to worship and to pray, and they've been there a few days. And, and some people think, oh, uh, look, the Lord is moving, let him move. And uh, if the Lord is saving, and people are praying, and they are elevating Jesus, bless the Lord, that'll do me. Um, but they refused to believe. And, and let me tell you, the Lord was not slow in coming forward. The Bible used the word abrade. He reproached them. He said, Oi, how dare you? Your women came, those two men came, There's in the, in the testimony of two or three witnesses, you should have known, you should have believed. And so let's, let's when we encourage them, when people say, well, this is what the Lord did for me. Well, listen, that builds our faith, builds our faith. Not like the disciples, they've been seeing things, haven't they? have been seeing things. Uh, but the Lord challenges them, challenges them, and abrades them. Thankfully, he doesn't, he, he kicks them, but he lifts them up then, doesn't he? Because the next week he says, right now, go and get the gospel out. Now you know it's true. Go and uh, preach the gospel to, and of course signs and wonders to follow. That's our last verse. Um, 2 Corinthians 5, 6-9. Therefore we always 
we are we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body we are away from the Lord for we live by faith not by sight we are confident I say and would prefer to always to, uh, to prefer be always from the body and at home with the Lord so we make it our goal to please him whether we are at home in the body or away from it we walk by faith not by sight what does that mean our eyes are on eternity and our heart is to please him there we are our, our perspective is him and our purpose is to please him that's by that's walking by faith fantastic our object of faith of course is him his promises his power his purposes opportunities to believe the impossible to receive the impossible of course there are many obstacles our unbelief our doubt our selfishness what we think what we want but help us lord to see you to see what he wants to please him and by faith receive hallelujah bless the lord We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.